All right. It's time for another Sunday strategy meeting with Tom and Thomas. And um, this has been kind of a result of the month of motivation boot camp that, that started in January. And we obviously continued it through February because of the, the results and the, the joining together and the camaraderie of the group that we, we saw in January. And to be honest, it's going so fast and it's going so well that just yesterday, uh, Molly posted a picture of Ruby on Instagram and I went to share it and I put it on my story on Instagram and I said, oh, that January springtime is really looking good. And Molly sent me a text and she's like, you know, it's mid-February, right? And I had, I actually had no idea. So I thought January felt like a long month, but it's been six weeks already because of how good this boot camp has been going. Yeah, definitely. Fastest January ever. Um, and now it's here we are, February double digits, right? And the weather has been double digits for quite a while. But, um, you know, this has kind of been our way for a long time. And what we do is, as we suggest to our crew, to our members, to a, certainly our community that's really engaged, is to keep evolving, to keep growing. A lot of times we learn something and it's great. But then we learn something else and we look back and what we saw before is even is even bigger and better. You know, it's uh, you know, you mentioned earlier that mantra of, you know, what we focus on grows and and look for one good thing. Um, those two things that, you know, you shared with me earlier are exactly that. You know, we keep evolving as to our people. And, you know, the, the program we have now, I think we're just getting better at it. Thomas, you know, you've, you've really developed that uh, virtual platform. Yeah, the, the evolution of this boot camp, like you just said, it it's kind of highlighted the stuff that we've always focused on, the, the physical aspect of it, the boot camps that we've been doing, um, whether they're in person for the people that are coming to the gym or they're virtual for the people that are taking part, whether it's in in from Boston here, from uh, Western Masses, some people joining from this, someone joining from Savannah, Georgia. People are going on vacations and they're still getting to join us on the on these boot camps. So the virtual and in-person boot camps are, are definitely still the bulk of this this boot camp that we have going. But, but I think the evolution of this one is that continuous email chain that we have going. And and yeah, it's important that you and I are sending out the the weekly and daily emails with um, plans for people to do or suggested plans for them to do. But the encouragement of people to deviate from that plan that we're sending to make it fit their own routine and their own schedule, that encouragement to deviate from the plan to make it fit their own lives is something that has kept people around longer than it would have normally. Like we, we see that kind of dip in people, whether it's midway through January and the resolutions start to fall or whether it's midway through February and you don't even notice that it's a new month yet. But at this time of the year is usually when people start to kind of fall off and be like, oh, I'll get after it in the springtime or I'll get after it in the summertime. But this e email chain and this encouragement, this peer-to-peer -peer encouragement is something that's that's been super effective for us, but for also the people that are taking part in it. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, we, we've been so fortunate and positive around that, you know. And, you know, think of peaks and valleys with, you know, our exercise programs as we get into January and February, as you mentioned. People start out peak and then start going down to a valley. We're more ebb and flows, and it's directly related to the, the, the community. And if you think about it, right, there's a, a guy, Ben Shaltahar from uh, Harvard, one of the first happiness professors. And he has a, 
a concept, you know, a model, right? Every, you know, there's a lot of models and systems and stuff, but his is Spire, S-P-I-R-E. So it's spiritual, physical, relation, uh, intellectual, relational, and emotional. And, you know, I thought of that when I was looking back through some of the emails and people have supplied that for us. You know, the spiritual aspect we've certainly gotten from, you know, in, uh, with Charity and Laura have, have, you know, added a lot there as well as have others. And, you know, the physical part. So people are letting everyone know what they're doing, you know, uh, intellectual. We're doing the book, you know, move the body, heal the mind. So, so that's great. Relational is the community. And I think that's our real strength right there. Yeah, and I think that that community is is something that we're seeing all over the place. Like you just mentioned, um, Laura and Charity have a have a deep focus in in the meditation aspect of it, and I think a lot of a lot of other people are starting to join in on that too. But the community of just people being real and being honest and being vulnerable in that email chain of of you'll see an email from someone being like, "Oh, I kind of fell out of my routine this week. I haven't really done anything the last couple of days," but then. I saw the email from another person in the group, not even from you or I, but it's, I saw the email from somebody else. And it encouraged me that once I got the baby to bed, even though she was sick and it was a hell of a day, I decided to jump on a Peloton for 20 minutes. And just that 20 minutes of movement got them out of that spiral that was going downward back into that inch towards 1% better e- each day. And that's kind of like you were saying, the ebbs and flows or the peaks and valleys. Our goal is to keep that general wave going in the positive direction, even though we allow ourselves to have those, those, those dips when we need to, because that's only real. It's only honest for us to have to go through that. And the more that we utilize the the community and the group that we're in, the better off we'll be because of it. Yeah. Ride those waves, baby. Right. Ride those waves. I like that. And, you know, you know, we've heard on the email chain, people, t- you know, share emotions, you know, I, f- I feel lonely. People, you know, share, uh, I have to be honest and, and say what's going on. And, you know, others, you know, saying that they have a lot going on and they're overwhelmed and they feel like they've been disconnected, but now they're reaching out again. And we love that. We've all been there. And the way we tie it together each week, though, because we have we have a model, we have an approach that we think works for physical and mental fitness, right? And that is you know, looking back on last week, T, right? Yeah, so that, that brings us to like the thing, another kind of mantra or system that we've kind of put in place for even just for you and I, and I've, I found it effective for myself. It's, it's to ask ourselves three questions. What went well? What improvement can I make? And what action can I take to make that improvement a reality? And those three questions can be a- asked at the end of each week, at the end of each month, or just as like a, as a mentality tune-up if you haven't done it in a long time. So you could ask it in any regard to those things, but there's there's a design behind those questions. And when we think about what went well this past week first, then we put ourselves into a positive like mentality and a positive mind space to, in a healthy way, look at the week that was. And when we look for one good thing, we usually find one or two or three more that we weren't even thinking about. And that's that what we focus on grows that, that you were meant, you had mentioned earlier. So by focusing on what went well well in the past week, we can then transition to, okay, well, now where could I make an improvement? And when we are already in that positive mind space, we keep ourselves from when we look for something to improve on. If we didn't come from that positive mind space, it might be easy to let ourselves fall down an umbrella of negativity. We'll be like, well, 
this sucked. This sucked. I couldn't do this. I missed this. And that's not what we're looking for in this. We're looking for just one thing that we, we could be like, okay, well, last week I only had planned my meals for two of the days and I got kind of takeout on three of the days. So this coming week, I'm going to try to plan my, my meals a little bit better. And when you go from that transition from what went well to what improvements we can make, that third question becomes an easy answer because that third question is what action can I take to make that improvement a reality? If that, that question could also be, be looked at like what action can I take to make my answers to that first question easier to answer next week? And the answers to that second question, harder to answer, meaning that next, by the time I get to this third question next week, the what went well, I get to talk to in depth and that what improvement I can make get smaller. Yeah, excellent way to look at it, to frame it. And the science behind what you just spoke about, you know, we've seen in a couple of ways with the book that we're all sharing that your brother and my, you know, Sean uh, suggested to us, you know, move the body, heal the mind. You know, she talks about, educates us on the fact that the brain is designed to get us to conserve energy. The mind, one of its main functions is to scan for threats. So it tries to keep us really tight with our boundaries, right? So it's it's a biological challenge as well. It's not just a personal thing like I'm weak, I didn't get up, you know, we've been programmed for that. And the other side, the other piece I wanted to mention was in the book, Helping People Change, Richard Boyatis and Daniel Goleman, um, they talk about the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems in the body. So the sympathetic is analytical, you know, get right in there, analytical, right? And then the parasympathetic is open, creative, engaging, right? So when you focus on something good, you go to the parasympathetic system. So therefore, when you look at, you know, challenges that are, that are you know, what you want to improve on, it's a challenge, not a threat to something that you can't do or didn't do or should do. It's a challenge, and then add in the community aspect and it's, you know, tenfold, you know, power. I think the community aspect of it too, and just in you and I going through these, these questions too, the community, it continues to be the, what went well, right. It's, it's the, it's the stuff that's encouraging people, not just to interact with the group and not, and, and I'm not saying that everybody that's in the group is, is sharing their deepest stock of secrets every day. And they might not share anything for a week or a month, but they're, they're reading along and they're following along and they're seeing the interaction, but they're seeing the encouragement and it's almost acting as accountability as well. And sometimes accountability, people shy away from it because it kind of has a negative, a negative um, perspective when you are, trying to hold yourself accountable. I missed that workout. Shit, I missed that workout. Why did I do that? Uh, but no, accountability in this regard is, is I know that there's other people doing something positive. So I want to do something positive, whether that's for my body or, or for my mind. And the community engagement has been so cool to see. And it's been, in, it's been exactly that. It's been encouragement and accountability for not just the, the pair-to-pair people in there, but for myself too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I second that for sure. Um, you know, I think that, you know, you mentioned uh, people aren't sharing their deepest, darkest secrets, but, you know, we're given a glimpse into our true selves and what's going on. And I say it often, you know, there isn't a day that goes by generally where, you know, I have some dips, you know, emotional dips. And uh, this is what has, you know, helped me grow and to be able to see those dips for more than what I thought they were before. 
So when someone throws something out there, it reminds us all of, you know, times when, you know, it's been a little, a little sluggish, a little sticky, a little difficult, right? It doesn't have to be, you know, tragic, though that can happen. But, you know, it, it's just those, you know, kind of get out of the stuckness, you know? And, you know, one more thing on that, like, you know, Michelle, who, you know, works with us and is a key, you know, uh, force at Motivated Fitness, she led the boot camp this morning and put out this quote, change is difficult and for adults to change in ways that stick the desire has to run deep it has to connect to our passions our purpose and our core values now how sweet is that there's so many pieces of that that you can focus on and it's like christmas all over you know purpose passion meaning core values you know we have the values test we put out there and and that's just such an eye opener too but another example of people growing and glowing together. Yeah, when when she shared that, I I agree. I, I was like, oh, that is just awesome, and it's it just hits home, and it makes perfect sense. And I guess it's something that I'm kind of noticing too. Just uh, with Ruby, Ruby's two years old, right? It's it's almost easy to teach her new things, right? It's easy to teach her. Okay, this is like something good to do. You get rewarded from this. She's a, a new brain. It's developing. When you're a, a fully grown adult and you're trying to teach yourself, okay, instead of eating pizza every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, and eating ice cream every day of the week, and and not getting active after work, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the opposite of that, and I'm gonna work. No, it takes a long time. It takes a struggle as adults to create new change and create new habits. And it's something that you and I have been talking about for a long time. There's science behind it too, but that James Clear is somebody that I follow a lot too, but it takes time to create a new habit. Like sometimes it takes a couple of weeks. I think a lot of our research show that it takes three weeks, 21 days to create a new habit, but it takes time and it takes, it takes almost us us tricking. It takes us tricking ourselves into doing it. And it takes us, it takes effort and it takes community and, and that's what we have here. So to create these new positive habits, we need to keep utilizing each other and leaning on each other to, to make those new positive habits a reality and get rid of or, or make those negative habits kind of die down a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if it was uh, James Clare or Kelly McGonigal that went into a deep habit dive. I love these people that do all the research for you. And uh, on, on habit formulation, just to take the pressure off, they were saying it was uh, from seven to, you know, 200 days or something. Depends on the level, the intensity, the frequency, things like that. Um, so, you know, 21 days, you know, it could be one of those things where the brain says, you know, all right, you're three weeks into this and you haven't changed. So scrub it. No, no, no. Stick with it. Go by the feelings that you feel in the day. Right. And um, so speaking of what went well. I'm going to punt it to you. Boom. Yeah, I think what went well is a lot of what we have been talking about already. It's, it's the the community and the encouragement that we're seeing in this email chain. So like even uh, though I'm, I wasn't able to get much working out done this week just because of my knee injury and the waiting around and stuff, I think staying in the loop with the community, whether it was by way of the email chain or by uh, just encouraging other people to get those workouts done. I think that went went really well for me this week. And that kept me in that positive mind space, even though it could have been easier to go the, uh, the other way. Yeah, I like that. You know, one of the first things we talked about in the beginning, you know, as far as uh, the, the scope of your workout, that, that, you know, you can't work out for 45 minutes, work out for 10. 
So you couldn't, you know, you can't do something, do something. That's one of our models. So you couldn't do physical. So you went intellectual and you went, you know, emotional and you held on to us. You let everyone know. And the outpouring of support it is great. And, you know, that's that's key that you know that that's there. And, you know, I'm fortunate where I'm just banged up a little bit because I'm old, but I was able to um, have some pretty good workouts. Um, and also, you know, I did four days of, of better eating, um, which I was very happy with. And I did three days without coffee. I'm having one today, though, <laughs> but um, weaning myself down on the coffee a bit. But, um, you know, just uh, some really good reading, writing, thinking. I think that went well. What I, you know, want to work on is, uh, you know, I think I need uh, to tone it down a bit, have a bit of an unloading week once in a while where, you know, I don't try to make up for one day with the next day. I have to practice what we preach as far as, you know, lower the intensity a little bit. I got a little too fired up this week and did some long um, spins and outdoor bike ride yesterday for two hours. And now my knees are creaking. So the way I'm going to do that is schedule it out again and run it by uh, you, actually. Yeah, I think uh, that's that's was going to be my improvement as well is is scheduling. So now my I have been haven't been able to get much physical going, but I'm going to try to really schedule out some of the stuff that I can control. So like I I could still do some upper body strength work and stuff like that. I want to keep that that mentality going. So I'm going to try to plan out a couple of push days, pull days, and and get some strength work done this week. And, and I think that's a good way to kind of transition into where this, the direction that the rest of our group should go from here. It's, it's to take those three questions and use the, those three questions. What went well? What could I improve on? How do I make that improvement a reality to schedule their week kind of right now? You know what I mean? Whenever they're listening to this, they just jump to pen to paper or jump on their computer or use their phone, whatever they, whatever tools that they use to, to plan out their week to just do it and get, get up, get out there. We have virtual boot camps, We have in-person boot camps for them. But like we said, the be- most beautiful part of this program is the flexibility of it and the encouragement to deviate from it when they can't do something, they could do something else and, and set that plan, set that agenda, set that intention to have, even if it's just a little bit, but have a better week this week than we had last week and look for that little bit better version of ourselves that we can. Exactly. And, you know, we like to give uh, homework and your homework is, you know, doing your work, each of us as individuals and then connecting with others around, you know, the good things we've found. It's like our model there and the things that we're, you know, challenged with. And then whether we have an answer or not, you know, we put that out there. And I think if we just look back and we realize, you know, the first month we were physical, we focused on the physical building a foundation and some cardio as well. Right. And then we added in, you know, the, the uh, emotional community aspect of, of, you know, putting stuff out there. Some of us, you know, really, uh, some of the group really started uh, putting things out there to get the group going. And then we get into uh, nutrition. And, you know, we're also uh, mindfulness and meditation. We're, we're going to try to add a little bit of that in. And then, you know, we do have the intellectual with the book. So I've seen everyone, you know, respond and uh, really be encouraging. So I'm looking forward to more of that. Yeah. And I think again, to just close out, to bring it back to the the positivity of this community in general, like you said, uh, charity and Laura leading the way with the, the mindfulness, Michelle with the encouragement and the, in the coaching version of it. 
And then we have another group member that I wanted to kind of give a shout out to. Uh, we got Jen Allen, the owner of Market Floral Studio. It's the biggest week in, in floral for the year here where uh, it's Valentine's Day coming up and supermarket flowers are like gas station sandwiches. Just stay away from them. You're better than that. You're, the person that you're getting the flowers for is better than that. So use Jen Allen, use Market Floral Studio. Get on there and buy someone some flowers because who doesn't like a good bouquet? Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, uh, and sending out uh, bouquets of love, I'll send a, you know, one out to uh, Brittany, you know, your sister and, you know, my daughter. And we mentioned Sean, how he's helped. And uh, Brittany has been instrumental in, in igniting some good conversation and, uh, through honesty and encouragement and uh, adaptability. So Brett's always there for us. I always see it. You know, she's that cheerleader that's just there for us, you know, and, and she's, you know, she's such a uh, good community person too, you know? So we love you. We love you all. And we yep. just, we want to keep this going and growing. Yep. That's right. Let's have a good week.